This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Romans 12 and 1. If you have the word and I see it's on the screens. Can we read together beginning at verse 1? Let's read. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove that which is good and acceptable perfect will of God and the word of the Lord is blessed hallelujah just want to talk to you for a couple of moments from a sermon topic entitled a change has come over me hallelujah i want you to confess this to your neighbor you may not believe it yet but i want you to tell it to them say neighbor a change has come over me amen have your seats have your seats hallelujah thank you jesus i'm going to read this in the message bible Amen. I'm going to read this in the Message Bible. Amen. And it says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you and develops and develops well-formed maturity in you. Amen. I don't plan to be before you long, but I just like to preach this simple message on change and the effects of how change has in our lives and on our lives. And, um, The definition of change means to make or become different. Take or use use another instead of. I don't know what this is popping, Jonathan, but it's. I don't know if it's the base part of it, but I'm getting feedback. Amen. Amen. I don't plan to be before you long, but presently we are living in a time and a space that everything around us is changing. Everything, everything around us is changing. Um, Our songs in the church are changing. Amen. You know, uh, we like the old time songs. Amen. We like that old Baptist feel. We like those songs. Those songs are the ones that made us and the ones that got us saved. Amen. Those are the ones that got us through and, and helped us. Amen. To understand God even the more. I was saved on the song. Amen. Um, I, I, I got saved when there was a song that was sung and it 
the words in itself just did something to me and it blessed me so much that one day I confessed that I wanted Jesus in my life and so I'm not knocking the songs now we got the hill songs now we got the Naomi rain we got the ones that are just eloquent in their worship amen uh, our clothing has changed oh yes uh, our clothing has changed uh, I believe what minister Tyreek has on today we used to wear that in the 70s amen and and you see some of those things are coming back today amen isn't that something how the things that we used to wear the bell bottoms come on the knickers come on the skips amen that we used to find on the table tied together in corvettes y'all don't know about that amen and maids we used to find our sneakers on the table amen and they were stuck together and when I bought mine they were a dollar amen they were a dollar on the table I used to get them in every color they had hallelujah our clothing has changed amen I remember amen when I grew up I grew up in Crown Heights and in Crown Heights um, where I particularly grew up it was mostly Jewish amen I grew up right there in the hub of the center of where the Jews were and they still are there as a matter of fact they were there then but now it seems like they're more of them like never before. The areas that we live in now is called, what is it called? Gentrification. Um, you see that there are not just us kind in our areas now. We find that there are all kinds that are moving. We are changing. Somebody shout change. Amen. When Facebook recently had this thing about talking about your age, amen, I took it upon myself to post some stuff that will reflect my age. And y'all already know how old I am. So, uh, uh, amen. I, I, I looked, amen, and saw that I was grew up in the era of plaid stamps. Amen. Y'all don't know about plaid stamps. See, y'all don't know about plaid stamps. How about click clacks? Y'all ever did y'all y'all grow up when they were click clacks? Uh huh. Yeah, click clacks. I used to love me some. I used to do that thing real good. Used to do them click clacks and 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 see, we don't even play those games anymore. We don't play hopscotch and and skelly. Uh huh. And where you take the wax and you put it in the top and y'all get down there and do that. Things have changed. Times have changed. Amen. They still play in double dutch, I think, but I don't see it as much anymore. Times have changed. If you look back, even. When when um, they put post on about the Aunt Jemima, Aunt Jemima didn't have a perm. And Jemima on the box when I was growing up, she had her hair tied up. She had a scarf, but now they got Aunt Jemima with a perm. Amen. Aunt Jemima don't know nothing about a perm. Amen. But but we are living in a time where we are changing and times have changed. Can you help me see how times have changed? I ran into some friends recently in Connecticut when Pastor Minutes went to go preach. And um, I walked in and um, a young lady said, Sabrina? Sabrina Billings? And I'm like, that's got to be somebody that's known me a very long time ago because I haven't been Billings for at least 20 years. But that may not be long to some. But, but when I realized who it was and tried to grasp who it was I was like I haven't seen them since I was younger I knew them when I was five 
years old. Amen. We lived in the same building. And after all these years, they said, Sabrina, you ain't changed a bit. And I'm saying, that's not possible. That's not possible because when I was five, I was little, amen, and uh, I had to have changed. But you know, there are features about you that people can still see behind all of that, behind the makeup, behind the hair, behind the no hair. They can see, amen, who you are. They can see who you used to be or something of that matter. So I was like, uh, I, I had to have changed because even then, when when I was growing up, I think they moved from the neighborhood, and I think we were about, um, say, 11 or 12 years old when they moved, so I haven't seen them in 40-odd years. But they said I looked the same. Well, when I used to run on President Street, I was a tomboy. I was the only girl that played football. So I know... I had to change because I had on heels. I was a size zero. I was a size four when I got married. Don't ask. I done put a one on it. So, so I know I had to have changed. I had to look different than that, than that little girl. Even if I don't look different, I had to sound different. Not just what I said, but the voice that comes from out of my mouth has to be different. Because when we were all young, some of us never thought about what we would look like and what we would be when we changed and when we got older. And um, we looked at our lives and we, come on, we may have wondered how, but we never put in our minds exactly how we would look. Some of us never looked at our future in terms of how we would look and how we would talk and for some what we would even become we never really looked at that we never thought about it amen last night we would we were having a conversation and and I'm saying to myself what did I really want to be when I got older I was really confused about that because I didn't really know what I wanted to be at one point I wanted to be an accountant then I just wanted to be a secretary then I just wanted to graduate high school. Didn't matter if I had um, a, 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 a career, I just wanted to get out of school. But, but times changed. Reality of life had to set in because there's no way I could survive and live on this earth if I didn't get a job. All right, so, so, so. But, but when I did have my dreams of growing up, and getting married, y'all, this is me. I'm just going to tell y'all. When I thought about getting married, when I was younger, I used to dream about being married to the actors on TV. You know, I, you know the Bionic Man was my husband. The Bion Jim Majors was, was I, you know, when I dreamed, I dreamed about being married to one of the actors on TV, you know, when you have those fairy tales, you don't really see your, your, your Prince Charming. Am I, am I right, y'all? Let me just talk to the ladies. You, you know, I just never really... And then when I saw myself married to whoever it was, the I Spy guys or, or the guys from um, Chips or, 
you know, I'm really going back to Sister Stephanie, you know what I mean? You know, way back those, you know, I was married to Ricky Ricardo, but I wasn't Lucy. <laughs> you know, but, but when I tried to imagine my face, I never saw me. I saw someone else. I couldn't even describe to you what that person looked like, but I knew that that was something different and something had to change. Amen. I saw myself as someone else, but I had no idea what features would change about me to be that grown person. In those dreams of my future, we never dreamt about how we would pay our bills. In, in those dreams in our future, we never thought about how we're going to clean the house, how we're going to run our house, how we're going to run errands, how we're going to care for our family, how we're going to do grown-up things. Come on. We, we never thought about that stuff. We are, at least I, I live vicariously through the actors on TV. I never saw none of that when we saw those shows. They never showed us, they showed us how they live, but that wasn't our reality. But now that we are all grown up, we see things are different from TV. We see things are even a little different from what our parents went through. Because some parents made things, these things being a parent look easy. And some parents made things look hard. And some made you say, you don't want kids. And some made you say, I want kids. Some made you say, I want to get married. And some said, you don't want to get married. But how many of you said, when I do have kids, I'm going to do things differently. When I do have kids, I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to change how I raise my kids. I'm going to change how I run my home. I'm going to change how I live my life. I'm doing things differently. That means that there has to be a changed behavior. There must be a changed mindset. Somebody say a changed mindset. Bishop always says, he says this oftentimes, he says, a crackhead does not wake up wanting to be a crackhead. Something has changed in that individual's mind that has placed them on a path of destruction. There is something that has changed in their growing up. There is something that has changed in their surroundings that has now got them to a mindset of destruction. There had to be some events in their life that changed their life to make them want to change their life. And as often as I say, every message I preach has helped me to self-check myself. I'm just curious, how many of you look at your life and see where you have come from? Where you've come from? Where you've changed? I personally do it myself because I want to see where I, where I couldn't have made some changes or still make some changes even now in my life. When I'm raising my kids now and when I'm raising my kids then, trust me, things were done differently when I had my oldest son Alonzo versus when I started raising JJ and when Shantae came into my life, who is the girl of the family and being raised by her mother and being raised by her grandmother, now being raised by me and being raised by Bishop. It is different even in marriage. You can never want to make an adjustment when you see one is needed in order to have a successful, healthy marriage. 31 days of marital wisdom plug. Got to get the book. 
a worshiper? And my walk with God, am I doing enough? Am I doing that I make the right changes that is going to please God? Am I saying what I should be saying? Have I really made a change? Has my change affected anyone who I know who's around me? What, what, what do I need to change in this Christian walk? Is God pleased with my process of change? Selah. Is God pleased with our process of change? And when I ask myself this question, and as my answer comes, so does my response. And my response is to do better. My response is to be better. Change this and change that because why? You are representing God. I, like many, could give an excuse on why I don't want to and why I feel like I can't make changes. I understand change can be taxing, it can be difficult, and it can take discipline. Change takes discipline. We are presently in this uh, come up health challenge. And for some of us, having to drink water for 30 days is a challenge. You have to change your regimen to liking water. How many of you even like water? How many of you don't like water at all? Was it difficult for you to even consider trying to drink water? There has to be a change in your mindset. Like you got to say this water is Kool-Aid and drink it. It's like you got to go through a process within your mind. Come on, discipline yourself that no matter how it tastes or doesn't taste, that you are going to stay committed to change. Recently, I shared with Mother Shaw something. Um, back in the day, when I put up one of those posts about, you know, my history and how old I was, I shared that back in the day, I don't even know if they do it anymore, Pratt Institute, I think it's on DeKalb Avenue. And um, back in the days, I used to run with Colgate's women's games. And um, I, um, I was on the team called the Cheetahs, and the Cheetahs, not Cheaters, Cheetahs, and um, also the Flashettes. And so um, when we were there, um, there was a young lady that came and joined the team and became my friend. She was good. She was really good. But she was a distance runner. I'm a sprinter. Not anymore. But I'm a sprinter because things have changed. You understand? Um, I'm a sprinter. So um, I was pretty fast. I was really, really fast. I told you I was the only girl on the football team. I, was, I, I did all kinds of sports. I mean, I softball. I was captain. So I, I did it all. But, but one thing I loved to do that my mother and father would always come to was my track meets. And I met this girl called Kim Taylor. And Kim Taylor is something else. And she's a long-distance runner. But she started out as a sprinter, and they realized that she didn't do good at sprinting. So they asked Kim, why don't you do long-distance? And she would run around the track. But when you want to keep a pace, you need a pace partner. And since I was friends with her, they asked me to practice with her. Now, I am not a distance runner. But I had to change my mindset to conform to running around the track with her for a mile. Lord have mercy. So I thought I was going to die. But I didn't. But I stayed with her. 
I had to change my focus. I had to stay. I had to change um, my regimen of, of exercising. I had to do certain things to conform so that I could keep up and not pass out. When I'm riding, running with her, I had to stay on her heel. I had to do this. I had to change what I used to do to do what was going to help her. And I would like to think that I contributed to the fact that in 1981, she won first place in Colgate Women's Games. She won the gold medal. I was so excited. But, but I had to say, I helped her do that. Because I was the one who had to sacrifice to help her change, to help me change. I can't do it now, but anyway, if I try, maybe I can change. But anyway, that took discipline. Change takes discipline. Change takes sometimes pain. There are a lot of things we feel that we aren't equipped for. Some won't even give it a try. We won't bother to change our normal routine to try anything different, even if the result is rewarding, because there's always a what if. Always. What if I waited on someone else to do what God called me to do? What if when the opportunity arose for my life to change, I didn't accept it? What if I never wanted to find out that there was more? What if I never wanted to use my voice for him? What if I never heard the voice of God? What if things went a different way? I really want to talk to you because so many of us have the what ifs. We ask ourselves what if but my question is in your response to your what if what are you telling yourself that God is not telling you what do you need to change what do you need to change in order to fulfill the destiny God has for you could it be that what you know or dreaming of for your life you will know it you know it will never be until you can be what the dream requires of you there are dreams and aspirations of your own that when you do a self-examination you admit it cancel yourself out is it possible that God is waiting on you to become that person the dream is requiring you to be in order to fulfill the dream because this is a season of change God is so patient with us he loves us during our mishaps our distrust and our disloyalties when we go off the beaten path but the amazing thing about God he doesn't change the requirements of our assignment just to fit us he wants us to change. The requirements don't change. If you look at a job description, when you go to interview for a job, there are certain job requirements. There is a job description. When you go on that interview, they don't usually change the job description just to fit you. What he wants is what he wants. What the employer wants is what the employer wants. And when they hire you, they hire you because you are a perfect fit. How he shaped us is how he shaped us. He doesn't 
change, we must change. In other words, the Lord doesn't create something smaller just because we're smaller right now. He's waiting for us to grow up and into what he has for us so we can fulfill what he has for us. So many complain about the path God has for them. We love to pray for change. We love to cry for change because we feel what we are dealing with is horrible. God changed this. God changed that. I don't like the way it feels when so many are going through so many different and worse things, even in um, foreign countries. Come on, on, do me a favor. Somebody do me a favor. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Come, sis. Right over there in the corner. Come. Come, yes. Brother Michael, bring that thing for me. I want you to take this. This is, this is our little, little, little arts and crafts this morning. There's supposed to be a cross. Okay, hold that. Now step back right over there. Step back over there. That's your cross. That's all the burdens that you have to carry. All right? That's your burdens. That's your cross, okay? Now, some of us are going through some real tough stuff, right? I mean, all everybody's burdens in here are in that cross. That cross. Now, I want you to put your cross down over here. Now, you see all these other crosses? Which cross would you prefer to have? You prefer to have this cross? Why this cross? You can still get that one if you want it. Give me that one. Out of all four of these, you want this one? Now, you know what this means? This means this burden is not just everyone in here, everywhere, but this is yours. So which one would you prefer to have? You want this? Take it back. See, the problem is, When we put down our burdens, we don't realize how small our burdens really are until we see the burdens of everybody else. Because somebody in here may have this burden. Somebody in here may have this burden. Somebody in here may have this burden. But a lot of us in here got this burden. And all you got to do is make a change. To make sure that this is the only burden that you keep. That's all I need. That's, I just want to make a simple example. Just want to make a simple example. This is it. So many of us go through so many issues. Burdens and hangups and distrust and all of that. And all it's requiring of us is a change. It's a change. When we buy our clothes, we don't buy big clothes saying I'm going to grow into those big clothes. And we don't buy small clothes saying we're going to try and fit into the small clothes. Usually what we want is a perfect fit from the very onset. But when God gives us an assignment and checks our character, it's like sometimes we have on big clothes. Because there has to be some growing up in order to fit the assignment there are assignments on our lives that we feel 
our growth in the assignment isn't about who's wearing the shoes. Our growth in the assignment isn't the garments that we have on, but it depends on your growth and your change. Somebody shout, it's getting ready to happen. We all know growth depends on what you eat and what you don't eat. If you feel your destiny is bigger than you, then you've got to grow. Tell your neighbor, please, and encourage them, this is your season of growth. This is your season of change. Some aren't reaching your destiny because you're waiting on God to decrease the issues to make you comfortable. Like that cross. Uh, You take away this and you take away that. But I've come to bust your bubble on today. You need to humble yourself. It's just, it's us that needs to change, not God. The distance from where you are and where God wants you to be is the change within you. And sometimes the change seems like a far distance. It seems like it is unreachable. It seems as though it is non-existent. It seems like it is so much. We say like uh, we say stuff like I, I'll have to change before I change. I never understood that, but I was the one who used to say that. I used to say I gotta change before I can change. Come on, when we all got saved, we were scared to come up and give our life to Jesus because we said we had to change before we can change. We said we before I give my life to God. I don't want him to see me like this but he's already seen you like you are so you can't say you gotta change the only way that you're gonna be able to change is with God you can't change without him hallelujah somebody say I need God so I can change I need him. I understand life is thrown lots of curveballs. And during that times of your ups and downs, you probably question yourself. And you said, I don't know if I'm up for the challenge to change. You know why? Because sometimes it's tempting to stay right where you are. It's easy sometimes. We say it's easy to stay right there in my rut because it's going to take tenacity. It's going to take willpower. It's going to take stamina to change. Oh, it's easy to stay right here and wallow in what I'm wallowing in it seems like I can handle my disappointments better than I can handle trying to get up from where I am but I can't stay where I am there's another place that God wants to take me and it's going to require that I change somebody shout change I gotta take a step up to change do I really want to put myself through all it's going to take to change to make it all worthwhile for my life yes it's gonna take that and then some come on church it looks like it's gonna take a lot of work but it's time to come up it's time to grow up it's time to build up it's time to work up it's time to live up it's time to rise up it's time to change somebody say up it's time it's time it's time it's time out for us to try and settle for the bronze medal when the gold medal was, is within our reach. And all it's going to take for you to get that gold medal is practice. Come on, to get in a relationship with God, to pray. Come on, to, to get 
into a regimen, amen, to change your diet, to change your thinking, to a winning attitude. At least you got to try. At least try to change. And what we tend to forget is God set you up to win. You think that you're set up to lose because it's been taking you so long to get there. But God is setting it up so that you can win. And all you got to do is change your mindset. He doesn't want you to lose. He's right there by your side to make sure that you come out a winner. Hop out your neighbor and say, neighbor, you will win. Come on, tell him, neighbor. You will win. You're so focused on the process. You're so focused on the workout. You're so focused on the exercising. You're so focused on the running. You're so focused on the discipline. You're so focused on the training. Just just change your focus and trust God that he will bring you out and on top. I'm going to my seat real soon. God doesn't want third place for you. He doesn't want that. But he will take it if you try. If you're determined that next time you'll go for the gold, he wants you to win. The Lord hears all of our excuses as to why you didn't give your full potential. Somebody in here knows what I'm talking about. Because right now you see yourself in what I'm saying. Because you probably have discounted your worth to the kingdom and counted yourself not worthy. Or maybe you decreased your value because it seemed hard to fulfill. Can I ask you a serious question? How do you expect to close the gap between where you are and where God wants you to be if you don't try to change you will never close the gap from where you are to where God wants you to be if you don't at least try to change you cannot possibly try to get to point B if there's no change oh my God tell your neighbor you got to try to change You've got to try to change. Free your mind and the rest will follow. You need to change your mind. A mature mindset. And guess what? God has given you all that you need. God has done his part with you. Now it's on you. God has given you everything that you need. Now it's up to you. He's not closing the gap for you. You need to close the gap for you. And you need to change come on help me one more time church please and shout change thank you so much and you know what else church change is a gift from God if you don't like your life guess what you got the power no no you got the gift somebody shout to change You've got the gift to change. If you don't like your life, you've got the gift to change and stop waiting on God to change it when you can change it yourself. You see yourself in a situation that you don't like. It's not nobody else's decision and nobody else's fault but your own that you're still in that position. Why don't you change it? If you don't like it, somebody shout, change. The way we used to be and things we used to do that you don't do no more is proof that you have the power to change. Come on, you know what it's like to change. You've been there before. You've done it before. We've all been somewhere.
no, he ain't take that from me yet. Ah, but I'm willing to change. I'm willing to change. Come on, I'm proof that God has changed me. Yes. And uh, church, you cannot escape the responsibility you have when it comes to change. We blame our family. We blame our job. We blame the people around us. We, we blame the folks that mistreated us. We blame our past. We blame our present. Yes, you may have been a victim. Oh, come on. I shared this one point one time before. You may have been a victim, but you got the power to change or you will be known as a volunteer and not a victim if you don't try to change. I know it's easier said than done, but you got to let some stuff go. You got to change it. Somebody say change it. When Jesus is with you, you can change but we so often dwell on the bad stuff and we make the devil happy when we do oh I don't want the devil to be happy amen because I'm not trying to change he's happy because he knows victims don't have the power to change but victors do know how the power to change I'm not a victim I'm a victor because I'm changing and you gotta make a declaration over your life I'm not a volunteer here I'm no longer a victim somebody shout I'm victorious because you gotta declare over your life I am beautiful I am powerful I'm strong I'm intelligent I'm sophisticated I'm not here by accident I speak it I believe it I claim it I name it I will trust God's timing for my life and I will believe I'm exactly where I need to be I have a relationship with God who can do exceeding abundantly above all I can ask and think I speak a clean heart I speak a renewed mind I speak a happy life neighbor tell somebody yes you can change it doesn't matter how tragic it doesn't matter how bad you have the power to change and it's in you it's in you and it's on you. I've often asked myself, Elder Mowbray, when I've told God no, did I disappoint him? Did I disappoint him? I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast.